Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Everyone deserves a chance in the driver's seat. For GM and Revolt, that means leading the way on the road to an all-electric future and envisioning a world with zero crashes, zero tailpipe emissions, and zero congestion. GM's committed to making EVs accessible for everybody. That means you too. So what are you waiting for? GM's got the keys. You grab the wheel. Learn more about an all-electric future and the 000 initiative at GM.com. GM, everybody in. What up, what up, what up? This your boy, DJ Be Real. And I just jumped off the porch with Dirty Glove Bastard. Yeah, we taught it. All right, so we got DJ Be Real jumping off the porch with us today. Uh, what the business is, thank you for having me here, man. Nah, no Pleasure. problem, man. It's an honor to have you here. Already, man. man. You know, we've been supporting you for a minute, man. So oh, it's yeah. long overdue, too. That's what's out, man. Yeah, That's what's out, bro. Man. So what else you got shaking here in Atlanta, man? What else you got planned? Man, bro, I'm just, I'm out here. Uh, I got a few people that uh producing out here that's from where I'm from. And uh, I've been linking up with them, like J-Buck, uh, Big B on the track. I've um, been linking up with, with those cats and been, you know, just working with them and stuff like that. Unfortunately, my brother Jay Buck, he's uh, currently in the hospital right now, so oh, sure. uh, he's he's recovering real good. So uh, he'll be back home Monday. So we gonna get together and kind of uh, do some stuff and, and work some stuff. And me and Big B on the track gonna get it in. Okay. And I actually met another producer uh, named uh, G G Sounds. Uh, we kind of linked up through Instagram and. Uh, I've been talking to him, chopping it up with him. I actually sent like a collab beat with him, and we did some stuff. So it's looking good out here, man. I ain't gonna lie, I love it out here. Nah, that's what's Real up, talk. bro. Yeah. yeah. So how'd you get into making beats at first, man? Man, bro, it's a long story. I'm gonna get. <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm gonna try to make it short and sweet, though. Uh, I was actually uh, when I was 15 years old. Uh, I was uh, actually into sports, playing basketball, and uh, I heard it hurt in my leg, and. Uh, you know, during the time of the course of me, you know, being injured, playing ball and stuff, uh, when I was living with my dad, uh, me, my, me, my dad, my sisters, we all stayed in the same house. And uh, we used to have a keyboard in the house, but, you know, my sisters would go on the keyboard, play on it, just peck around on it and stuff like that. And uh, I, I see the keyboard, and then I'll just go in and play, uh, play around with it because wasn't nobody else playing with it, like talking about it. Like I said, again, they'll go in and peck on it and play on it, but not actually get in and, you know what I'm saying, really make music. So I started just taking the keyboard, going in my room, locking up in the room, started learning how to make beats by replaying and remaking other people's tracks like Man and Fresh, KLC, that was, they was like one of my biggest inspirations and Dr. Okay. Dre and stuff like that, you know what I'm saying? So. That's how I really started, like just start messing around with it, just start recreating songs that I knew that I really liked it. So that's how I got into making beats. You know okay. I mean? yeah. yeah. So anyone else in your family kind of be um, like musically inclined? Yeah. Um, um, my dad, my dad, uh, he actually uh, uh, does music. He, 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 my biological father, he's from New Orleans. So, uh, 
he he did music. My mom and her sister, they would love to, you know, play music all the time. And, you know, uh, uh, my mom, she, 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 she had us more so like in a church. So we used to be at church. She had me in a choir. I was kind of forced into that. But I'm glad she had me in it because it made me learn music. Okay. And then my auntie, uh, she just loved to just play music late at night, love to drink, you know what I'm saying? And when I was young, when I used to spend a night over there at my, my aunt's house, uh, she'll be like about three, four o'clock in the morning. I was a little baby then. And uh, she'll play the music loud and I end up waking up, walking in there where she's spinning her records at. She used to have her own little bar, <laughs> have her own bar set up and I'd sit right down the high seat and listen to her play music all night. And that's how I got into music. And you know, my cousin, uh, Reginald and my other cousin, Damien, they showed me the other side of uh, listening to like hip hop music and stuff like that. So that's how I got into it, you know what okay. I'm saying? So, you know, all our family really just, you know, been into music, Yeah. you know? My uncles was DJs, you know what I'm saying? And that's how I really got into the music. Okay. Yeah. So how'd you link up with Mouse on the track? Um, We linked up back in like, 2005, 2006, um, I was introduced to Trill Entertainment around that time, but I wasn't signed then. Okay. And uh, we kind of like uh, linked up and stuff and started making music together. And during that time, we was really trapping it out in a room. Like <laughs> we was at the Motel 6 in Baton Rouge on Seagan Lane. Oh, shit. And man, we had the whole, they had the whole studio there. You know what I'm saying? And the CEO, uh, Turk from, with Trill Entertainment, he used to bring all the boys, any boy that we possibly can think of to get in there and work, he'll have them right then and there. And so me and Mouse, we kind of got in there and locked in on it. But I actually signed my uh, my contract with Trill Entertainment around 2007, 2008. Yeah. So that's when I became an in-house producer for Trill Entertainment. You okay. know what I'm saying? And that's how I, I was able to do my thing with them. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Talk about that chemistry you and Mouse had, man. Like oh, hooking yeah, up was, together. I, it's I, like hey, you guys, hey. you guys had it on live. Oh man. man, bro, Mouse, bro, he's some, he's something special, bro. Like, like we'll get in, and he'll have 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 some music playing, and I get in there and I do my thing, but he'll be so shocked to where like when he hear hear what I'm doing, he'll be like, man, bro, like he really, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like he really can do his, he, he really do his thing. You know what I'm saying? So me and him, when we'll lock up in the studio, we'll, be, we'll just be in that creative mode and just get in there. Like I say, again, he'll make something, I'll turn around and make something. And you know what I'm saying? When we locked in, it's just been chemistry ever since. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. What role would you say that you two had in like creating the BR sound that's still popular today? Bro? Oh man, a big role. Me, me and Mouse actually, I'm not gonna lie, bro. Me and Mouse really actually made a big impact of Baton Rouge sound to where like all the younger generations kind of be inspired by us and you know doing doing their only thing but still keeping that that sound that we kind of like you know you know put out there for Baton Rouge. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? And till this day, bro, it's they still they still incorporate what we do from us chopping our own samples. Cause I, I, I'm in an era of hardware, but I learned this software as I was messing with it because I knew it was gonna change eventually. It was gonna be to where like, it was gonna be more of the uh, software side like that. So I always kept myself knowledgeable of learning 
the software side too, as I was doing the hardware, you know what I'm saying? But like, man, we are a big influence of Baton Rouge and the sound that's going on. And it's a lot of people from outside of Louisiana you know, oh, yeah. kind of duplicating that sound. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. A lot of Florida sound kind of. Oh, yeah, get that yeah, too, yeah, man. yes, indeed, man. Like, we we are big inspirations to those producers that's doing their thing out there. You know Absolutely, what I'm man. Real talk. All right, so I think your first big hit was the, this gutter bitch yeah. with Webby, man. Yeah. So, what was the creative process behind this song, man? How did this whole thing come about? We was at, okay. So, again, we, uh, me and Mouse was at the. Motel Six doing our thing out there in the Motel Six. That's where we was we was we was thugging it out there right there. You know what I'm saying? And uh, I was creating a beat, and uh, I actually did the whole foundation of the track, and I just told Mouse to go in, come in, and you know add the drums to it, and uh, he did the drums to it, and and then later after that, once we did the track, uh, they had brought Webby in to get in and, you know, write to it and everything. So that's how that song came about, you know okay. what I'm saying? That's how it came. So what was Webby's reaction when you first heard the beat? Like, did you guys have to skim through a lot of beats to get to that one? Nah, or? like, he actually, it was a couple of beats. I ain't gonna lie, it was a couple of beats we played, but, like, that one, when we played that one, uh, he just kind of, like, just went in on it. Like, he went in and got in his own, you know what I'm saying? And Webby a hell of a writer, bro. He do his shit. I ain't gonna lie. He, he got in his own. Wrote it down less than 10 minutes. I can remember <laughs> that for sure. Less than 10 minutes and laid it down, did his thing on it, you know, and the rest was history. They took it, you know, took it to the, another studio, got it mixed and mastered, and yeah. the rest was history. Did you know it was a hit as soon as you guys first recorded it? Or? I ain't think it was going to be a hit like that, but I knew it was going to be a song that everybody was going to relate to, you know what I'm saying? Because he always have relatable messages when he do his thing, you know what I'm saying? He come from he come from that, you know what I'm yeah. saying? He come from the streets, you know what I'm saying? So with him doing that, it was gonna be one of those records people are really, you know what I'm saying, gravitate to and really like, because he's spitting some real shit on that. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba da ba ba ba. Did you engineer that song too? Nah, I didn't engineer it. Okay. Uh, another, uh, another engineer. I think I think it was in, either in. I forgot the. I, I, I think it was in, it was in that uh that they I, either it was him or with somebody else that they took the session to get it mixed and mastered and everything like that. Okay. Yeah. So what was it like watching that song take off? Cause this is kind of pre-internet days. Man, bro. Oh. I ain't even think I like okay, so when Webby when Webby Sanford's like drop, I had went and bought At State Farm, we're committed to uplifting black futures. In collaboration with organizations like 100 Black Men and National Urban League, State Farm provides high school students with the opportunity to learn and apply best practice strategies for saving and investing, all while offering academic support, life skills, and exposure to college access programs to prepare these students for life after high school. Check out 100blackmen.org and nul.org to donate and learn more. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. I bought the CD. I actually <laughs> really? bought the CD, you know what I'm saying? So I went in just to check the track list on what what I had on there, what, what you know what I'm saying, what Mouse had on there, just listening to the whole CD. 
And when I heard that one, I was like, man, they, damn, they made it on the CD. So I was like, I was oh, just- Oh, you didn't even know who it was? I didn't called. even know. Like, like I said, we, would, we like, like, that's our, that, that would be our routine. Like, we'll get in there. Like, we don't even think on what songs we gonna do or whatever like that. If the beat catch the artist, and if he won't work on it right then and there, that's what we gonna work on, and that's what we gonna do. So I didn't even think that the song would really make it on the, on the CD, but it did. And shit, I just was like, man, dang, it made it on there. You know what I'm saying? But when, when, when but I'm gonna tell you this though, when, when Savage Life dropped, I wasn't signed to Trill Entertainment mm-hmm. at the time. You know what I'm saying? I was just, you know what I'm saying, a freelancer at the time. So, yeah. but when it did drop, and that's when, uh, that's when, uh, you know, you know, Trill was looking for me and stuff like that. And then um, I made a big impact uh, independently with an artist named Infrared called Meet Me in the Parking Lot. That was like one of the biggest okay, hits yeah. in Baton Rouge. Like it really, it really flew out the ballpark when we dropped that song. So from there, like that would kind of like had, you know, you know, Trill Entertainment like, okay, we got to get him. We got to, yeah, we got to lock him in. You know what I'm saying? So from there, man, it been, it been locked in ever since when we did it. You know what I'm saying? Gotcha. Yeah. So what was the first time uh, you worked with Boosie then? The first time I worked with Boosie, when I, oh, okay, so from us being at the studio at the Motel 6, they had another studio in Baton Rouge off, it was on a service road called Interline, I think it was like Interline or something like that. And uh, we we went there and uh, I was over there then and I was making tracks over there too. And so uh, Boosie came in, you know what I'm saying? We had kind of like locked in and I was playing, I was playing Boosie some tracks and stuff like that. And we did our first record that he ain't never put out called <laughs> Get Your Hygiene's Right. Really? Get Your Hygiene's Right, I remember that. And uh, <laughs> man, we did the song, I did the beat and he recorded it. But it never got out. I don't know what happened. I don't know if the song, if it got lost, the files got lost or whatever like that. But that was like my first time ever working with Boost. And then we had locked in from there. You know what I'm saying? And uh, I would uh, get in with him. And uh, I send, either I send tracks or I get there at the studio with him and, and do tracks right then and there and he'll get on it. And some tracks I just send off and you know he'll meditate to it. and you know what I'm saying, get his little ideas going, you know what I'm saying, however he do his thing, and you know, he'll lay the tracks down and stuff like that, so, it'd be, it, I ain't gonna lie, has to do his, has to do his thing, man. Yeah. Yeah. What was it like uh, creating Superbad? Oh, bro, Superbad, all right, so. Cause I think you got six on there, right? Yeah, I, actually, I think it's five. I got uh, Levi's, I'm a dog, Loose is a goose, Levi's, I'm a dog, loose as a goose. Clips uh, and choppers. Long clips and choppers and Miss Kissing on You featuring Trina. And uh, with, the, with, the, with those tracks, uh, some of them was tracks that I submitted. And I want to say, yeah, I think it was all of them. Yeah, all those tracks, they, it got submitted to them. Okay. Um, Miss Kissing on You was actually a, record, a, a record that I sat in on. Cause before Trina got on the record, it was a uh, uh, somebody else had got on the record. I forgot her name. Oh Lord, I hate forgetting names. But she was on the record, and 
you know, they, 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 you know, they had to do their thing by, you know, restructuring the whole song and everything and got Trina on the record. So that's how that song came about, the Miss Kissing on You record. So, yeah. yeah. Superbad's a classic, man. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, yeah, man. A big classic. They still play that song, Long Clips and Choppers, mm -hmm. Loses a Goose. Like, all them records, like, any, any, any one of those records that's, like, in the club, that's energized from the streets to the club, they still play it. They still play it. Yeah. And I ain't going to lie, that, man, that's a good feeling, though, brother. <laughs> to hear your music just being played, man, I be having people riding by on side of me not even knowing who I am. And be bucking, <laughs> just be looking at me crazy, bucking at me like, like I'm just, I'm like, damn. But it just show you, bro, how the music just be, you know, how 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 music make people feel. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Yeah. It, it kind of stamped you as like being one of Boozy's producers. Too. Oh yeah. Because you and Mouse, I think, did almost the whole album. On oh that yeah, yeah, too. yeah, yeah. Pretty much, pretty much. And my brother Big Wayne, he uh, yeah, he, he got, got a, a track on, on there. there too. Yep. He had got a track on there too. I think the name of the record was called. Uh, Bullshit? Yeah. Okay. Bullshit. Yeah, he had, he had got one on there too as well. So, I mean, I ain't gonna lie, that that, that album a classic album. Man. Absolutely. It, you can still play it in. You know what I'm saying? It'll, it'll roll. It'll roll. Yep. Mm -hmm. And Lil Fat was featured on a few songs, man. Oh, what yeah. was it like working with Fat? Man, bro. Rest in peace, Fever, bro. That was my dog. I ain't gonna even lie to you. That was my dog. Working with Fat, with, bro, we built a whole chemistry. From, from 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 being in Baton Rouge working to being out here in the A working, bro. It was like just a big chemistry between me and him, bro. Like, I'm talking about, man, bro. Man, you just brought me back. You just brought back memories, bro. Just bring them up, bro. Because me and him would lock it in in the studio, bro. Like, we would lock in from late at night to about like 6, 7 o'clock in the morning. And he had actually mentioned that on, on one of his raps on the Death Before the Journal. And, uh... Mm trip for life city you know what i'm saying like me and him was just like like kobe and lebron mike and pippen type shit you know what i'm saying like me and him got in and, and locked it down bro you know what i'm saying from me to 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 lefet to latria like all of us got in there and just really locked it down and just really you know created something that to this day that they still play fit you Absolutely. know what i'm saying they still play them to this day you know what I'm saying? From the uh, uh, life of a youngster, the death before this honor, the never use a pen again, to the uh, trip for life CD, they still play that. They yeah. still play it, but he's he he's a classic. He'll never die. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? He a, he a classic. What type of person was fat outside of the music? Oh man, he good dude, good dude, good dude, bro. I'm talking about bro. Man, we had so much fun, bro. I ain't gonna even lie, bro. Man, bro. Good, good dude, bro. I'm talking about, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, just just being around him, just being in that creative space, bro. You know, just me, him, Ken, Latria, all us being in the same facility, bro. It was just nothing but, it's just nothing but good chemistry. Good, good dude, man. Yeah. Good dude, hands down. You know what I'm saying? And like I say, working with him, bro, it was just incredible because we built the chemistry that. We would get in there and just create our own little sound. Even if we did you, even if I found something that was old school using samples, we found our own sound and created a sound that the younger producers really listen to and just get inspired by it. You know what I'm saying? Like it's just, 
amazing, bro, like how we really created something that still lasts until this day. Mm-hmm. Like they be wanting that fat, that like when people call me for tracks and hit me up for tracks, they be wanting that type of vibe because they know, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like the whole creation of how it start, couldn't nobody duplicate it, you know what I'm saying? And if they doing, if they is duplicating it, they doing it, you know what I'm saying? At at this time, not, but they getting it from the main source of where it come from. You know Absolutely. what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Yep. What was Fat's potential in the rap game? Because it was like he was on the brink of superstardom. If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. At participating McDonald's. Oh yeah, he he was there. He was there. He was he was already there. He was already there. Like, man, he was there. Point blank, period. I ain't nothing else I can say with that. It was just he he was already there. He made his mark. He 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 made his mark. And you know what I'm saying? He he didn't he he made history. He really made history with what he what he was doing. You know what I'm saying? And he made his mark, and we created something that I'm glad that I was a part of and made it to where like it's still played to this day. To this day, they won't, they, they won't listen to that fact. You know what I'm saying? You got people like Youngboy that's number one right now. You know what I'm saying? Top mm-hmm. billboards, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Paying his respects to fact. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I think saying? even Rod Wave did yeah, too. Yeah, Rod Wave too. He, he, you know what I'm saying? From getting, getting parts of his lines and, and, and putting it in his records. Like he made a big impact. You know what I'm saying? And, and that come with us creating something. Cause at the same time, too, as I'm creating with Fat, I'm also helping coming in and writing this stuff, too, to kind of like pitch ideas and stuff like that. So a lot of this stuff that I be hearing that Ryan Wade do, I'm like, dang, bro, that's really, it really, it just, it just blow me away because we just sitting up and there just being creative, having fun, not even thinking too hard on records. You know what I'm saying? Just sitting in there, just coming up with ideas. If it sound good, if we catching ourselves repeating it, we putting it down, you know what I'm saying? It got to be that. If we got, if we saying it twice, that's what it is. We got to go ahead and put it down before it go in the wind. Yep. You know what I'm saying? So, man, man, he made a big impact. Yep. Big, big impact. Yep. Real talk. Long live fat, man. Yeah, long live Feezer, man. Real talk. Long live Feezer. For real. All right, so how did the song with Boozy Crazy come about when he came home? Man? Oh, man. Say, man. Hey, bro, that, hey, bro, Boozy cold-blooded. I ain't gonna lie. So, <laughs> hey, that man cold-blooded, bro. So, uh, at the time when he got when he when he had got released from prison, uh, he he stayed in uh, in New Orleans. So, uh, me and my brother, we would go uh, back and forth from Baton Rouge to New Orleans to go meet up with him and work with him. So, uh, one night it was me and his homeboy Chip. We over there at the uh, at the crib, and at the time too. The studio was like, I, I want to say like it was in like a, uh, I know it was upstairs. It looked like a little basement or whatever like that, but it was kind of, it was upstairs. So I stayed, I stayed like a couple of nights over there. So uh, it's just me and Chip, we laying down or whatever. So I was making, making a track. So uh, Booster walked up in there while I was making a track and I ain't even put nothing in there. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so when, he came in, he was like, man, let me hear it. So I was like, I, don't, I ain't even finished with it yet. He was like, man, let me hear that bitch, man. So I give him the headphones, he hear that bitch. Then you know when he get to liking something because he'll get to looking at you doing like this here. <laughs> Making that little face, you know what I'm saying? So he was like, man, yeah, I want that, I want that. 
I was like, man, I ain't even finished with it. Man, I know this bitch is gonna be raw. I want it, but look, this is what I want you to do. This would made him, he had ideas in his head too. So he was like, man, look, at a certain point, I want you to stop the beat and then bring it back in. You know what I'm saying? So at first, I'm not, I'm not knowing what he's talking about. So I'm like, man, what, what are you talking about? So as I'm thinking, I'm putting it together. I'm like, oh, okay. I kind of figure out like what he want to do. So I finished the, uh, I was making the beat, finishing it. And after I finished it or whatever like that, I kind of put in what he told me to put in to make that little gap so it can come back in with the kick and everything mm -hmm. like that. So uh, I did that. After I did the beat, I let him hit. He was like, yeah, that's it, load it up. So uh, I sent the beat to his computer. I had bounced it down and I sent the beat to the computer, but I wasn't there for the recording. I came, I came back the next day. Okay. Maybe the next day or, or the day after. But when I came, came and listened to the record, I heard it, I was like, oh man. He's bro. back. Oh man, bro. <laughs> Like, and a, and a couple of more records I had did, they was all right, but it wasn't nothing like how they hit, how Crazy did. I did that uh, She Wants Some, mm -hmm. uh, and another record, that Heart of a Lion. That one didn't really, that one didn't really catch. It was a good record, but that one didn't really catch. But like, uh, the Crazy one just did it. You know what I'm saying? That one really just had people like, man, bro, Boosie really, Man, and then till this day, he still performed that at his oh, show. Oh yeah, you know what he's saying? got and to, he, man. Yeah, bro, that's like when his grand opening, like he walk in and just, you know, yeah, and the people go crazy. So, man, that's how that came about. And I was like, damn, bro, that's, man, that, man, Boozer, Boozer the sickest, bro. I ain't <laughs> lying, man, that dude was bro. No, that that's dude all. the sickest, man. So did you link with Fredo or G Money at first? Oh, I linked with Fredo first. Uh, well, both of them. Okay. Both of them. I linked up with both of them. So this how the story came about with that. So how I, how I met him, the same place where G Money, you know, passed that. That's where I actually met him at. But it was somebody else's studio during the time. So when I met him, him and Fredo had came in there. And so me, it was me, Neil on the track, uh, Lil Jed, and uh, Slugger. I think it was Slugger Studio. And uh, they came in and you know, I'm in there creating or whatever like that. And so, you know, they, they in there chilling, we sitting there, we vibing, we, you know, kind of talking, introducing each other, you know, ourselves and stuff like that. So I was up in there creating with Neil on the track and uh, we in there creating. So me, I'm, I'm my own worst critic when it comes to beats. When I feel like I'm doing something fast, I don't like it. So I was like, man, look, Man, I did this beat. I really don't like it. If y'all do something with it, man, y'all can have it. I don't really want this beat. So uh, we did a song called Take It Off. They did a song called Take It Off. And uh, I had uh, Pimp C sampled in the, with the Take It Off uh, uh, sample in it. And uh, man, they did they thing. It was uh, Fredo, G Money, uh, Legit, and I think, uh, I want to say Thrasher? Yeah, Thrasher Boy. They all had got on 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 the song and it came out really good and they had leaked it through SoundCloud and did and it did good, you know what I'm saying? But I didn't really like the beat. So ever since then we had we had linked up or whatever and, and, and tied in, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh huh. So what was it like working in the studio with IG? Oh man, with working with G? Yeah. Yeah, working with G, I ain't gonna lie, it was good. It was good, I ain't gonna lie. 
he he didn't realize or didn't feel like what he was doing was like thinking that it wasn't gonna catch. He just was just doing it because he knew how. He didn't feel like the way I rap or whatever like that, like, man, is you know what I'm saying? I'm just fucking off with it. I'm just playing around with it. But actually, I'm like, man, gee, like, you really, yeah, you really can go. You can really do this thing. You know what I'm saying? So I had locked in with, with G Money and Fredo working on a tape called uh, Gorilla Game. You know what I'm saying? I worked on that tape. And then after they did that or whatever, because they, really, they was really doing their thing. They was really like, you know what I'm saying? Uh, they started off with the uh, with the iPhone 6 record. So that iPhone 6 record had did them good, you know what I'm saying, or whatever like that. I wasn't around them at the time when they did that or whatever. I just kind of came a little bit after and started working with them. So they did uh, the Gorilla Gang CD, and then, you know, they put it out, and uh, they hosted, and they got hosted by Earl. And then they came out pretty good. It did good, you know what I'm saying? And then we did another tape called Join the Gang, and that came out pretty good. And we just started working, bro. Like, we would sit up in there just like, like I was getting, like I said, I was getting a vibe like how me and Fat will get a vibe, like just being in the studio, just me having a love of music, just being in the studio, just working with them. And we just started just making music, just started just, just producing the music, just started making it and making it and making it. And then after we have a list of it, we'll just pick out which one's gonna go on with. So that's how, you know what I'm saying, we had kind of like linked up. But working with you, man, bro, he was another one that was going to shoot oh, yeah. to the top. He was right? definitely yeah, on his Yeah, yeah, it was a no-brainer. He just didn't realize that until people started reacting to him, how, he, how, how like, like just really reacting to him. Like, like man, you know what I'm saying? Everywhere he went, like, you know, women loved him. You know what I'm saying? Like, like he just had that image and, and, and everything about him. Like, he knew he was a star. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, he ain't realized it until he got to seeing it and, uh, he was like, man, bro, I, he, I really got to do it. I really got to do this, you know what I'm saying? So that's how that came about. And then, uh, you know, I really was locked in hard with Fredo, okay. 4G. But when Fredo went to jail, me and, me and G Money got close, you know what I'm saying, and started working and doing stuff, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. So do you prefer to, like, hook up with the artist present or just have your beats ready? I like, I like, I ain't going to lie, my recent records that I've been producing for artists, it been on some, man, let me come by you and just at least get some type of vibe off you. Once I get a good vibe or it be the good energy that's, that's there. When something happens to your kitchen, you might say, This is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludicrous. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holla at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. In the room, I can kind of build off that. You know what I'm saying? Like a lot of good records, good, good records that I've done been me being there with the artists. Now, I have some records that I just send a track, they do their thing, and they come out good, but not as if I was there present with the mm -hmm. artist to make it and create it, you know what I'm saying? Because I kind of like and get it, I can control it like how I need to control it once we sitting there, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. So you're pretty hands-on when they're recording over mm -hmm. your beats there. Hands-on with it. Like, I, I, I prefer that because, again, I can just sit and kind of like 
go in with that artist and create with that artist and really sit in and just figure out what it is that he want. Like, for me, it start off with this first. Me listening to records that you done already recorded just to kind of hear you and just really be on some, okay, what kind of person you is. Like, let me sit down. Like, you ain't got to tell me your whole life story about you. <laughs> yeah. Just me, just, just having a conversation with you and you just epping about your life or whatever, just a little bit with your homeboy or whatever like that. But we working in here and I'm just kind of like peeping you out, just kind of catching what it is, you know what I'm saying? And I just be basing, I, I really catch a, a conversation to create, you know what I'm saying? I catch somebody saying something and they might not even realize they saying what they saying. And I'd be like, man, hold on, what? What you said? <laughs> okay, we gonna run with that. I'm gonna bail off that and see if we can run with that. And then we'll just go with it from there. Some artists will be like, man, you tripping, bro. But I'll be like, man, look, trust me. I know what I'm hearing. You know what I'm saying? And that's how that be, though. Like, I like to do it like that more so being in the studio with the artists than just sending them off. Because, mm -hmm. again, like I say, to me, I just feel like best out of 10 with that record being hot, me sending you the track, it'll probably be like at a four or five. You know what I'm saying, four or five. But if I'm there with you, I can kind of really like have a vision and really just know how to break the beat down. Or if I'm hearing you saying one word messed up, I can kind of like tell you, okay, look, change this. Maybe it'll sound good like this. Because uh, for me, I'm an artist as well as too. I'm I'm an artist too. Because before I started producing tracks, I I always been an artist. You know what I'm saying. So from an artist standpoint, I kind of like know what need to be. Where, where it need to be and how it need to be, you know what yeah. I'm saying? So I kind of like take that approach with it too as well to to, to, to build a song, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, mm -hmm. I feel that. And you know, you're 15 years into your career and you're probably still as relevant as ever, man. What's well, some of your keys to stay in? Right? Actually, bro, 20. 20. 20. Right, my bad, let me yeah, not no, switch to them five. <laughs> let me not switch to them five. You good, man, <laughs> no, man. Bro, being in it, and still being relevant in it is a blessing, bro. Like, it, it's it, it's producers that, that 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 be in it, bro. I done seen it, that been in it so long, and then they just tap out with it. And the reason why I'm in it, how I'm in it, is because I I feel like I ain't I ain't touch what I need to touch yet. You know what I'm saying? I ain't see that that plaque like I need to see. But I'm, I mean, it's gonna be there. I'm 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 claiming that in the name of Jesus. You know what I'm saying? That's gonna be there. I know it's the, I'm, and I'm claiming it, but the hunger I got for it, bro, it's like, man, I ain't there yet. Like, I ain't reached to where I, I can meet up with the people that I really need to meet up to so they can hear what I got going on. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure if I lock in with just just that one that's already out, it'll, it'll, it'll be something. But by me working with who I'm working with now, just finding artists that's, that's coming from nothing and just kind of like mold them and and help them the best way I can, I ain't gonna lie, I've been kinda liking that scene too because it's like, man, I know where I come from. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm, 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 I'm making myself be there to, to be bigger than what I am, but just me knowing where I come from, I can relate to artists that come from that type of struggle and I can kinda like help build, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, I mean, like I said, just being in it, bro, just 20 years in the game and still relevant to this day, like it's a real blessing, but I learn a lot from them youngsters too. Mm -hmm. Like I'm, I'm never not old to not learn something from 
the younger generation that's doing it. Because to really, to be honest with you, man, they've been learning, they, bro, they got the tricks and trades down pack when it comes to, you know what I'm saying, producing on the computers and stuff like that. And I just be sitting there soaking up that information like a sponge. I'm not too big on like, oh man, you know what I'm saying? I can do it like this or whatever like that. No, I really actually sit in, sit in and I watch. Shit, I'm computer savvy, so I be on there just on some watching, you know what I'm saying? They give me an opportunity to be in their presence, I'm gonna take the opportunity to just soak up game, whether if you older or younger, you know what I'm saying? I'm not gonna be too big or, or nothing like that to not get information from you, you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. So that's how I am with it. Like I'm always learning new tips and tricks and everything. Yeah. I'm always reading. I'm always being on YouTube trying to find different stuff to sharpen up my craft. Because again, I come from an era of straight analog. You know what I'm saying? Keyboard, having to play it over and over. I man, I I remember when I was messing with my keyboard, and for each track, I didn't even have a sequencer. I had only six tracks, and out those six tracks, I had to play it for however long I needed to play it. I'd play it for like two to three minutes. Even if I mess up on a key, I'm trying to pr press it a certain type of way to, I, to where I can get back to the one, to where like it's still sounding normal. So it's kind of like a transition when I do that. But for every track, I had to play it like two to three minutes long. With no metronome, no nothing, nothing to keep me sync to where like it's sounding quantized or none of that, you know what I'm saying? I had to do it regular. And I pulled it off, you know what I'm saying? I pulled it off, bro, but again, just being in the game and learning what I'm learning from the young, from the youngsters, it's a real blessing, bro. And they keep, they keep me in it. They keep me rejuvenated, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Keep me, keep me sharp, you know what I'm saying? So I'll I be liking that to link up with the, the, the younger producers, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And even the younger artists, you and HD got a oh, hit. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You and TG Commas oh, going yeah, up right bro. now. I ain't going to lie. Are, are you tapped in or are they reaching out to you? Hey, or? hey I'm going to tell you something. I've been, like, with, with HD for president, we've been locked in. Like, I've been I've been on HD. You know what I'm saying? Like, we've we been locked in. Uh, uh, I used to, uh, you know, pull up on them, drop off tracks to him and stuff like that. He'll have something ready for it and, and do his thing to it and let me come back and listen to it, bro. And I'd be like, man, he'll he be shocking me like, damn, bro, like you really, like you really good and people don't even know this. Like, 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 bro, like HD is talented, bro. That's a talented artist, man. I didn't watch this man come from nothing and really just blossom to be that 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 big star that he is today, man. I'm talking about and even with me and him, like, I, I locked in with him, like, you know what I'm saying, from the ground up, just, you know what I'm saying, being in the studio, sleeping on the, in the studio, just locking it in, you know what I'm saying? Just being there, just seeing his grind that he really wanted it, and he never gave up on his, on his, on his dream, what he was called for, and he pulled it off. And, bro, he a talented artist, man. Talented artist, same way as, as T.G. Commas. Like, I, didn't, I, I, I ain't sit in with Commas like how I deal with HD, just just seeing the struggle, but just hearing him, mm -hmm. just hearing that 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 fire come out of TG Commas, you could just tell, man, he just he come from nothing. And when I first heard him, I met him through Chip, and um, when I heard him, man, I'm listening to his music. I'm like, man, who the hell is that, <laughs> man, bro? I'm like, bro, he gonna go. I I just knew it. And how we how me and TG Commas linked up, we linked up at the studio, man. I actually. My first record doing, 
that I did for TG Commons was called The Other Side of Town. He had dropped the CD. I forgot the name of the other CD. Oh, forgot the name of that CD. But I did the first song on that called The Other Side of Town. It was me and a producer named Maestro. We had kind of like collabed on the beat. So uh, I let him hit a beat, but I was telling him the whole concept about the song, what, what, what the sample was saying or whatever like that. And I kind of like told him like like the idea of it, man, he got in there and just, and I just knew right then and there, bro, like, and then he was young then, he, he was young, about 17, 18 That's when true. I met him. Man, I'm talking about when I heard him for the for that first time, I said, man, yeah, bro. And then he just a versatile rapper too as well, like he know how to talk about that, that pain, that struggle, you know what I'm saying? He don't just be on that, you know, head buzzing and everything like that. Like, it's cool, you know what I'm saying? But he know how to really make music as well. So, man, Commons, I, I knew right then from him, like, he yeah. was going to be that one that's going to really, you know what I'm saying, rise up to the top. Absolutely, mm -hmm. man. All right, be real. You got any shout-outs you'd like to give before we wrap it up here, man? Ooh, bro, I want to give a shout-out to everybody in the city, bro, from the younger producers, like uh, Neil on the track, uh, uh, who else? Uh, uh, Marcus, uh, Playboy, Vintage Ripper. Uh, bro, I hate this part when I do this part here because I don't want to forget nobody, bro. I don't want to forget nobody, bro. I, I really don't, bro. Uh, man, Duke on the 808, him for sure. Uh, who else? Uh, you got AJ on the track. You got. Uh, Shop with Ken, he another one. Uh, who else, man? Uh, ooh, I'm hating this hill, bro. Man, rest in peace, Austin on the track. Rest in peace, Austin, bro. Rest in peace, Austin, man. Rest in peace, Nayo. You know what I'm saying? Rest in peace, Dickie. Like, all the producers gone too soon, bro. Uh, I'm gonna give a shout out to Savage on the beat, uh, BJ. Mouse, Q Red on the track, uh, Gus, J Buck, my brother J Buck, you gonna shake back, baby. I gotta see my dog, I gotta see my dog. Uh, who else, bro? Man, bro, it's a lot of them, bro. Oh, I hate this, bro. Man, bro, to all the producers, the young ones and the old ones, y'all know who y'all is, and y'all know I genuinely fuck with y'all, so, man, shout out to all y'all, man. Shout out to all y'all, man. Shout out to my dog, Wild Woody. He another one that's about to get ready to jump out and do his thing. Yeah, man. Shout out to Wild Woody, man. Shout out to my cousin, Doe XO. We working on, we working on a project. Uh, shout out to OU Bird, IFM. We working on a project. Shout out. Man, shout out to everybody. Shout out to Boosie, shout out to Webber, shout out to Latrell, man. Shout out to the whole Trill fam, man. Shout out to everybody, man. Y'all know my heart, man. So if I forgot about y'all, man, y'all know me, man. You already know what it is. Pull it out. Yeah, hold up, be real. These niggas ain't for real. Yeah, I'm so sick of these bitch niggas that they actin' like they real. Yeah, pussy nigga won't do nothing. If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. Bada ba ba ba. At participating McDonald's.